Hello and welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles, the podcast edition. Uh, we are coming to you virtually via the internet. As, uh, as many of you know by now, McAllister College, like all other educational institutions, is closed for the pandemic. So we're coming to you rather than on the radio on the internet airwaves. And today we're happy to have uh, the guys from Ageless Warrior on the show with us. Gentlemen, welcome. Hi. Good morning. Hello. All right. So first, why don't we go around the room and uh, have each of you identify yourselves and uh, what you do in the band. Well, I'm Mike. I do vocals. You got Fernando I'm here. I do uh, guitars. I'm Goth. I do bass. And the crackles are Zach. That's what he does. He just makes me... I'm the guy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> He's the other guitarist. All right. Uh, well, how long have you guys been together? Uh, this particular group. Um, now, how long have we had... Um, uh, Chad? Chad? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know. January or February? So that yeah, been, I think February. No, no, no. It was January. It was. It had to have been January. Well, when did we play that, that show? That, that first. That was early February. Okay. So it yeah, had to January. have been. It was like. So yeah, he had. He was with us for a, like roughly a month before that show. So I hear you. Maybe with, less. With this lineup, uh, it's been since then. And then with our when we started playing, what was that like? Uh, has it been a year now? Since we started playing shows, yeah, well, yeah. I think our first our first show was in like last March. Yeah, I, I know. I joined uh, October 2018. And then me yeah. and Jeff, me and Jeff kind of semi started this project like five something years ago, but it was just a little for fun thing. I think it was more like six. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting on there. With our, uh, it, it was with our one band. song. It wasn't a band. It was, yeah, it was me and him, and we wrote one song. <laughs> <laughs> well, every band's got to start someplace, right? Yes, sir. How uh, how did each of you get your start in music overall? Oh, gosh, with me? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've always been into music. I, I When I was a kid, I'd play on the keyboard and stuff, and I thought it was cool. Uh, but in high school, that's when it really took off, and I first started trying to make a band. But I'd go to the guitarist. And I'd be like, okay, write a song. And he's like, okay. And I'd come every week. He's like, oh, I haven't done anything. Next week, oh, I haven't done anything. And so I just went to the pawn store and just bought a guitar, figured out how to how it works, and I just started writing everything myself. And that's kind of how everything started for wow. me. How about you, Jeff? Uh, that's one way to do it. Um, yeah, I kind of started in high school. A uh, neighbor of mine um, ended up with this guitar. He won it some sort of contest he didn't want it so he just gave it to me so I'm like alright cool there we go and then nice. as this, you know learning covers kind of just learning um, getting better throughout a few years and then uh, I joined a couple of bands in uh, 2014 I'm pretty much about the same time when Mike and I wrote that song we were talking about mm-hmm. that all kind of that, that all kind of happened about the same time but that was uh um, I ended up doing bass because you know, that was kind of what was um, needed mm-hmm. at the time. So I'm like, well, I play bass too. So I'm like, all right. And so that's pretty much what I do now. And um, Yeah, I've been in a couple other bands in the past. 
and I'm in an, another one currently, uh, Desolate Entity, uh, mm-hmm. with also with Chad, who is not with, uh, with us. So, yeah. Cool. Fernando, what was your uh, start in music? Uh, well, for me, it's pretty much been uh, there my whole life. Um, but uh, specifically with metal, uh, I remember being 12 uh, back in 2005, and I uh, I was snooping around my big brother's room, uh, of course, and uh, I uh, I came about at his CD case, and then uh, you know I, I uh, discovered other music as well. But you know when I popped in that Metallica "Ride the Lightning" uh, CD, that that was it for me. I was like, man, I I need to play guitar. Like I I, I became obsessed at that point. And then I, uh, you know, started hanging out with, um, uh, you know, like-minded people who, who like that kind of music. And, you know, they would also play guitar and whatever. So I would pretty much, uh, they, they would teach me and things like that. But, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's been a long time. But I still remember, like, I don't know, I, I could hear my heartbeat at that moment. It, it was just weird. Yeah, I think, uh, I think just about every fan of metal music has that same moment in time where it's just like, wow, this is, this is life-changing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, after that, uh, I've been in, man, a, a ton of bands, but nothing, uh, nothing of this scope uh, as, a, you know, Ageless Warrior. So, uh, you know. Fantastic. Zach, what about you? Thanks, what, was your, uh, what was your origin story? Uh, I fell into a variation and discovered I could play guitar, but only left-handed, and because of that, I've been cursed to only have to go online to buy left-handed guitars. No. Um, <laughs> so I started playing guitar around 16 years old, because um, I, uh, I discovered, I think the first CD that, that I got was a Linkin Park CD, is, um, I think it was Meteora, and I don't know, the more I listened to it, more was just getting into music, and then I eventually came across, I think it was Dragon Force I came across, I was like, ooh, I really want to play guitar. And so I picked it up, and I took lessons for a couple years, and I just kind of started to write, instead of, really instead of learning other songs, I just started writing my own stuff, and then I got more into the orchestral symphonic metal stuff, and from there I just been kind of more, kind of in between, kind of like, you know, self-taught and, you know, taught by a, a teacher, but uh, mostly it's, I've kind of been self-taught, and I've just been playing ever since, and then I picked up keyboards and the rest of history there. Is, uh, is Ageless Warrior your first band, Zach? I mean, it, it is. Um, it, it is uh, my first band that I've done shows with. I have another band with a couple of my other friends, but we haven't really done anything with it yet. Um, so, yeah, I would say Ageless was my first active band that's doing shows and promotions and things like that. Awesome. As, as you guys look to the future, what, what's your vision for the band and your songs? I mean, do you feel like you've got the drive to take this to another level? Before I answer that, I wanted to, everybody to know that I got a bottle of booze here, and I hope you all do too out there in Radio Land. <laughs> I want things to be kind of fun and loose today. Just forget about our problems, so... Time for a shot, everybody. Nice. Here it comes. Like yeah. Well, there's no time like. <laughs> I made a hot toddy because I'm tired. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but here's the thing: like when people listen to this, they can listen to it at a different time. 
Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, well, it's 8 in the morning over here, just so you know, guys. Oh, you know, well, yeah. You didn't for, for everybody else. For everybody else. I don't care. I didn't have to know. Yeah. Now you look like a luck. recorded around 10 a.m. <laughs> I mean, if Jason wants to edit that out, that's fine. I don't care. You know what? Bloody Marys are, are good anytime. I am a, I usually have a... Yeah, what if somebody wakes up to, like sometime in the morning and is like, hey, I want to listen to this. And it's yeah. like, oh, man, hot toddy. Thanks for inspiring me, Goff. <laughs> I mean, with all that's going on, the people there listening are drinking anyway. So here we go. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, everybody. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I'm sorry, I kind of missed the question. What was it? Uh, I was just asking what uh, your vision for the band is long term. I mean, do you guys feel like you want to take this thing to uh, to, the, to another level? Uh, I would say Mike had just decided to drink, so there you I go. Would, I would say Mike is <laughs> throwing Mike up. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, um, my goodness. There, there's a lot of animosity in this band. I, it's clear how your inspirations are, are developed. You should, you should see how it is live. Yeah, we're, oh. we, we can't really stand each other live, honestly. I mean, I, I, think, all, I think all this started at our last radio interview when we were arguing about whether the ceiling had, like, divots in it or something. I feel like we're derailing... Um, <laughs> No, I like it. That happens too. You know, the whole thing uh, with this band, A, have fun, but B, I do want to take it as far as I can because I do think that we have a lot of talent on our team. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone here agrees that why not just push it as far as it goes and see what happens, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I I think that the biggest part is, um, well, like Mike said, have, have fun. I mean, we're not we're not uptight, especially especially when practicing or doing shows. We want to give the crowd something to something to enjoy, something to forget about. You know, their their, their daily lives. Something you know, going to shows always nice. You not have to think about oh, I gotta you know gotta work or I gotta pay bills and like that. And um, you know, just the music that we play and, and how we present it is just how how we feel is the right way how the right way to do it. And with the uh, that that kind of goes in with the the themes of the music. Like it's all it's all heavy metal, but it's all I mean, each song's its own it, its own its own thing. It's not all the same thing. It's all mm-hmm. very unique in its own way. Very very unique and very dynamic. You uh, you guys describe your your sound as a combination of heavy metal and power metal. What uh, what does that mean to you? It means that's what kind of music it is. So uh, <laughs> that's what, that's what we write. I mean, that's what we aspire for. That's what we're going for. Um, And a a big reason for that, I feel, is that I feel like in our scene, we have a really great music scene here, uh, but there's not a lot going on as far as heavy metal and power metal. And I think that's like a good opportunity to be that band to kind of fill that need, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, because... You know, metal, metal itself already has a, a plethora of subgenres. Yep. Um, it, it, it's, I think it's always good to uh, it's good to take advantage of the um, the, the dynamic aspect of, of metal and mm-hmm. to, instead of just doing the same thing all the time. Like, like I said, like I'm a really big sucker for like symphonic metal and adding orchestrals. Mm-hmm. So I was. Uh, You're just thrilled. a big sucker in general. I am. Yeah, I am a big, <laughs> big, big 
Yeah, big sucker, big lollipop. Um, mm. And um, tasty. <laughs> and, uh, Don't like, make it weird, Jeff. <laughs> I didn't say anything. What all that? No, it was totally Jeff. <laughs> so typical. Um, but I, I was pre- I was pretty happy when. Um, uh, Mike actually gave me an opportunity to write a couple songs that will have some symphonic orchestral aspects to it. You guys, you guys point to Maiden and Priest as as some of your some of your influences, and and you know I think that's pretty clear to anybody who listens to the the way you've got the double guitars uh, going in the in a, in a lot of the songs. I'm curious to know a little bit about the the duties that you there. How do you guys split up your your solos and rhythm and all of that? Um. Micah, do you want to answer this one? Because you, you're the one who's written most of the songs. Well, We're all so the just to clarify, the the whole first album was written by me and Jeff. Uh, mm-hmm. That was before we had a band. So, no, on the second yeah, album. Yeah, before we met any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Before the second album, or well, we're on the second album now, so they're getting more opportunity to have a more creative influence on the product. Mm-hmm. But as far as live goes, you know, um, I'm sure both Fernando and Zach can answer. Uh, their guitar duties live, like what each of them do. Or not. Fernando. Do you guys know what you do live? Yeah, well, <laughs> well pretty much, uh, I, I handle I, all the I, solos. I play a guitar. <laughs> the other guitar. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've always been very comfortable when it came to, um, to, to, to rhythm. So I don't know, when I, when I start playing guitar, I focus on, uh, you know, my ability to, you know, just play, you know, me- you know, eye-watering melodies and things like that, and I, I really get a kick, I really get a kick out of the, you know, just the really fast tremolo picking rhythms. Uh, it's just only until a, you know, a very long while ago I've been trying to start to better, be better as a, um, as, 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 a sol- as a soloist. Mm-hmm. I've so much on my composition in terms of writing like all the orchestral things like that that's that really love writing 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 big sweeping instrumentals like that um, it wasn't it was until probably shortly after I joined Aegis Warrior and I, I was saying to myself you know I should really try to get better at my solos um, but I'm you know, very happy with how Fernando does them because he's, he's a very talented guitar player that's great and when you guys when you guys harmonize it's it's a pretty intricate thing how how uh I'm curious, Micah, how you created those solos initially on, on Defy the Ages. Well, I've been, like I said, I told you that story of how I started playing guitar. Yep. And that's how I started doing a little bit of everything. Drums, um, you know, bass, recording. You know, I just wanted to do it all myself. I was very inspired by, like, Adam D of Killswitch Engage at the time. I saw mm-hmm. his, his face on the cover of a producing magazine and said, wow, he does all of these things, like, and it inspired me. I'm like, I can do all these things, too. But uh, you need other people to do a band. Um, I already forgot what the question was. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know about the solos that were created on the, oh, on the first I, record. I love, I love good guitar solos. Um, there's a lot of really great guitarists that I've been influenced by that I'm nowhere near on par with. But, you know, it's just fun to write a, you know, a hot lead. And it's some, some of my favorite things, so... I, you know, I like to take my time with that, and uh, I know Fernando's starting to 
write some lead parts for this album, and he's he's done some fun things that we can't wait to share as well. Um, oh yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited to hear some of the new stuff, and we're gonna we're gonna give people a little tease later on in the show. But I, I think it's I think we should probably give people a little taste of your music. And one of the things songs that I really enjoy off of the the first record, "Defy the Ages," is "No Longer Slaves." Um, what uh, as we listen to that, what what are some of the things that we should be listening for? Well, the story there is that's the song that started everything. That's a song that yeah, the, uh, the, me and Jeff got together. Six year old song. Yeah. Uh, and we're like, um, let's do a heavy metal song, you know, for fun. And mm-hmm. so we wrote that, we recorded that six years ago, five, six years ago, and that's where everything began. So it's appropriate that it'd be the first song we play here. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Ageless Warrior off of their Defy the Ages record, the very shot, first shot, song. Shot, 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 <laughs> shot. Oh, let's, let's do a shot, yes. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. This is No Longer Slaves. Yeah, yeah.
That was cool. No Longer Slaves by Ageless Warrior off of their initial record, Defy the Ages. And we've got the band on the podcast with us today. Micah, um, your vocal range is pretty impressive uh, in that song. I'm curious to know how, how difficult it is for you to hit those, those high notes and then go so quickly into that deep growl. Um, you know, with uh, transitions like that, it's actually not too hard. Uh, you know, it's 100% your breathing. Breathing is so important. And sometimes I'll get so excited, I'll forget to take a breath, and I'll be like, you know, and just try to push <laughs> through. But the, uh, that's really all that is, to switch from one to the other. But as far as the vocal techniques, uh, I've been, like, working on them since, you know, like I said, over 10 years ago, maybe more. Time goes by. I'm old. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what birthday I'm on. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I've been working on those techniques. Uh, most recently was the, you know, power metal falsetto uh, mm-hmm. with the vibrato. That was a challenge. Like, I could always hit the high notes, but I didn't have that much control. And I'm still working on that, too. But, and vibrato has been more of a recent thing that I've really gotten a lot more control over, which sounds... You're going to get a lot more of that on this uh, next record. So, yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty important element in power metal for sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure that's expanded your uh, versatility as far as songwriting is concerned. Oh, playing power metal has improved me as a vocalist so much. It's been so challenging and so rewarding. I'm sure. I uh, I know that you and and Jeff had the primary songwriting duties for this first record. Um, I'm curious to know how you built the the songs. Did did you just kind of jam together, or was it somebody brought in a riff and you built on it, or how how did you create those initial songs? For the first album, I I kind of did most of the writing. You know, uh, there was some stuff that we had already established that wasn't being used that we kind of repurposed. Like I need a drink was an originally. I wrote for another project of mine that didn't go anywhere, and I just kind of repurposed it because I'm like, it does kind of have that vibe that works, you know, like mm-hmm. the body of the song. It works for the style of music. You know, of course, No Longer Slaves is where it started out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jeff would write all his parts. I just, for the most part, I'd write the songs, and then I'd give them to Jeff, and he'd write his parts. And uh, he's contributed a few riffs here and there, like, um, what's that one song? Uh, Man Without Honor. Oh, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff uh, Jeff started that song. That was a song he originally was writing a, a few years before, and that he just never finished writing. And he's like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna repurpose this song and make it into something?" And I'm like, "Yeah." That ended up being a man without honor. So Jeff started that one off. It's a great finisher. It's a great finisher. That's what she said. <laughs> but <I'm... laughs> try the veal, everybody. <laughs> I tried to compliment the song and turn it into a double on so, uh, <laughs> like, like any yeah, good rock and roll band would, right? We're just trying to have a good time, yeah. guys. That's right. So uh, how long did you guys work those songs before you felt like you had them dialed in? Uh, you mean like uh, for live? Yeah. Um, how long did we did we practice before we felt comfortable? And I feel like, like uh, we started playing live uh, probably a little before. We we probably should have just because we were just so excited to play music live. Yeah, you're right. Well, it was like four, like uh, I don't know, it, it took like couple, like four, three, four months maybe. Yeah, yeah. And she joined us in October, and that was just that, we were just learning enough songs to play live. So it was like what, like five songs at the time. Yeah. 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 
When so, was that first gig? Where 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 did you guys play your first show? Uh, oh, what's, what's that was in my basement. Oh yeah, sarcophagus. Nice. It's a good place to start, you know. Just a nice humble setting. Yeah. Um, just kind of work out all your kinks and stuff before you start mm-hmm. playing venues, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. What was your uh, first uh, major show? What was your first venue show? That was uh, uh, Lee's Liquor Lounge. Lee's Liquor Lounge, uh, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Indeed. Yeah. Wow. What? Uh, who? Who were you guys playing with that night? Oh, that was a that was a good lineup. We had a. Uh, yeah, it was Thor. a good lineup. We had Thor and um, Lords of the Trident. Lords of the Trident. We're 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 uh, friends with both, and it's funny when I started this band. You know, I was thinking about other bands I wanted to play with, and those were both on the list. So to knock those off right away was really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, they yeah they were they were they were a lot of fun to play with uh, Thor and especially Lords of the Tribe. They have such a great presence and great songs as well. So it was a delight to be able to play with them. Um, and I because yeah, that was actually my legit, legitimately my first show like playing live and in front of a crowd like that. Like I've I've actually played like a small little halftime show with my friends in you know middle or high school. Um, but that was really the first time I actually got up on a stage with all of the, you know, the, the gear, the, the PA system, the sound systems, having to do all that and actually, you know, play such demanding music in front of people. So mm-hmm. it was pretty exhilarating. Still, do you, remember, do you remember that feeling that first time you walked on stage together as a, as a band? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be lying if there wasn't some nerves, you know, like even like for, you know, seasoned players like me and Jeff, you know, like still, it had been a while and it's a new project and we know it's going to be our first show, so it's not going to be our best, right? But mm-hmm. So you got that in the back mm-hmm. of your mind. But as soon as the music starts kicking in, it just goes away and the adrenaline takes over and it's just, uh, and there's nothing like it being on stage and playing. Yeah. No, oh, indeed. What uh, what what would you say are some of the hallmarks of a uh, uh, an ageless warrior show? Uh, alcohol, <laughs> um, loud noises. Um, yeah, Fernando, we do those. Fernando being a hot dog. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, he he uh, he's you know he likes to show off, but it's fun. You know, he's got a lot of really great solos, and mm-hmm. and uh, he, you can tell. The the main thing when we play live is that uh, to have fun, and we want to look like we're having a blast on the stage because that translates to the people in the crowd, and we want people to feel like uh, we're approachable, we're, like we're like them, like we're just a bunch of metalheads trying to have a good time, and so they 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 can approach us and be like, hey, let's have a drink, you know, like mm-hmm. when I go on stage, I want people to think, hey, I wanna I wanna party and drink with that guy, you know, and just uh, share yeah. the experience with them, you know. Well, yeah, that's, you, that's how it should be. It sounds. It seems like this is a good good opportunity for us to uh, to play. I need a drink, right? I mean, it's, that's got to be just a blast to play. Time live. for a shot. 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 <laughs> shot. Go. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Let's go grab a beer. Already, already poured out. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's give people a little taste of the music as well as the uh, the booze. Manga gumba. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, I Need a Drink by Ageless Warrior. I 
Well, that song was a party in a in a three minute period. You yeah, guys, it's yeah. definitely one of our more popular songs. <laughs> and and I gotta believe, you know, no, the, knowing that you opened with that really crisp sounding beer bottle being opened, you probably practiced a bunch of times to get that right, didn't you? You know what's funny about that is when I was recording that, I legitimately tried. I had I had bottles with me, and I was opening them, pouring them, and of course I had to drink them too. I mean, <laughs> you know, you want a genuine experience coming through the uh, speakers, but I I couldn't get the detail that I wanted. Uh, so I just had to go to one of them websites where you can buy uh, sound clips and stuff, and mm-hmm. I found a really nice one that, and then I just used that. I love the call and response uh, chorus that's it's near the end of the song. That's got to be a great way to get the crowd engaged. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. The part that really um, is really great about that song, and I think I remember the first time I ever showed people that song uh, when we were still producing it. And we were at a party. It was Dustin's going away party. Uh, oh, welcome yeah. back. Welcome back, Dustin. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, this guy, he's like, oh, let me check out your music. And he's like, oh, this is awesome. He's, he's like, uh, let me pull out the aux cord so everyone can hear it. And uh, that song, uh, there's that breakdown at the end. It kind of comes out of left field, right? Like it mm-hmm. pauses for a minute. Uh, I'm wrestling with a bunch of bottles, you know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, boom, <laughs> there's just this death metal breakdown at the end that just comes out of nowhere. And they're like, dude, play that again, play it again, because no one was uh, expecting it, and there's just a reaction on everybody's face. Like They're like, whoa, like that blew them away. Um, and that's the thing that uh, when I listen, I listen to a lot of music that is designed to kind of surprise you. Like I enjoy like Between the Buried and Me. You never know what's going to happen next in a song, but you know that they're, they're uh, masters of their craft, so they can throw something way out of left field and make it work. Mm-hmm. But it's a really pleasant surprise when it happens, because you don't know what's coming it's kind of exciting. You want to, it keeps you want to listen to more. It's like, what more surprises are there? You know, and yeah. uh, I try to incorporate that, incorporate that in our writing when I can. And that was a great moment for that. Uh, that I think is super effective. And live, it translates really well. We we just kind of stop at the end, you know, before the breakdown. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, at one one of the last shows. And there's a pause, and people didn't know, like, oh, should we? Is it over? Do <laughs> I clap now? <laughs> you know, because we're still relatively new. So there's people that don't know. So it, it's a surprise live. They don't expect it. And all of a sudden, they kick in with this thrashing, <laughs> heavy, brutal breakdown, and people are just stunned. Like, you can see it on their faces, like, whoa. It's, it's amazing. I, uh, my, my initial reaction, the first time I heard that song, the first song that I heard of that kind of connected me to it was uh, uh, Raise Your Horns by Amon Amarth. That's a great song. Yeah. Like, it just seemed, mm-hmm. it, it seemed like a perfect corollary for, raise for you guys. Your roads, raise them up to the sky. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm curious, you guys are putting together a new record, uh, Unifier, and um, I, I want to know a little bit more about uh, where you are in the process. What's, uh, how's, okay. the, how's the record going? Okay, calm down. I can see you're very excited. Um, <laughs> well, it, you know, it's a funny thing. Um, we're we're uh, really well along in production. Um, with the whole COVID situation going on, um, it's kind of made things a little bit more difficult. For example, Jeff is kind of holed up in Seattle with his family right now, mm-hmm. so we can't really get the bass yeah, tracks. <laughs> we can't get the bass tracks needed to finish the album, but it has given us time. It's given me time personally to kind of fine tune things too, which is mm-hmm. okay, you know. And then um, 
Zach, uh, we're still working on his contributions. Uh, we started working on those a while back, and he's got a couple of songs I still have yet to kind of mix and throw together and, and work on, but uh, that's, that's where we are now. What's the, uh, do you have a, do you have an expect, I mean, obviously with the COVID thing, everything's up in the air, but do you have a goal for when you want to get it out in the world? We wanted to release this in summer, and depending on what happens with all this, maybe that could happen, but um, it really is up in the air, completely reliant on the whole uh, sequestration of people being in, stuck in their houses. Like I said, the main factor right now is, you know, Jeff, you know. I mean, if he can't if he can't access a recording equipment, there's there's nothing we can really do. Tough to to put down that uh, for for uh, po- posterity, right? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, uh, I mean, I'll be back in town soon enough. Yeah, I mean, it'll get done at some point. Um, we're really excited to hear a full finished song for sure. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what uh, what's going to be on the record? Have you kind of nailed down all the songs, um, other than you know getting a, getting the ability to record them finally? For the most part, um, as, like I said, um, a lot of stuff I've written that's mostly done. Everything's kind of written. There's maybe a few details that need to be done, and of course Jeff's parts. How long? Well, oh, go but ahead. Now we're, but now we're focusing on uh, Zach's contributions. He's going to have. Three songs on this album that he wrote. Um, the first one we've put a bit of work into. Uh, Zach was hoping to get a choir together to do some vocals. Like it's a it's a very ambitious song. Wow. <laughs> like and then no, no holds barred, just in your face power metal. It's going to be great. Um, in fact, it'll be the title track. Um, but the other two songs we're kind of still working on. Um, but uh, overall, like I said, that's where we're at. How uh, how has the songwriting process been different? I mean, it sounds obviously getting the other guys involved uh, in some of the writing, but how has the collaboration process evolved since the that, first record? That's definitely evolved and changed. You know, like um, <clears throat> especially now that uh, it's great timing because we've already been playing together for years, so now I've gotten to know these guys and what they're capable of, and you know, and they mm-hmm. kind of earn their opportunity. It's like if you want a contribution, you know. Let's talk about it. Let's make it happen. You know, like I said, Zach's writing a few songs, and in the future, I imagine that'll just continue to grow. He'll probably write even more songs on the next record, and like you know, be able to contribute even more as as things move forward. You know, and then you know, Fernando has a couple lead bits here and there. You know, mm-hmm. that uh, pretty cool stuff, uh, especially for our single that we were hoping to release. Um, or what's the word? Like uh, present for the first debut, time debut. Debut, yeah. thank you on the on this radio station. But mm-hmm. you know, obviously, we weren't able to get the bass in time. So, well, we're uh, we're gonna save the best for the last. We're gonna play that little clip uh, at the very end of the show here and give uh, give people something to be excited about. But you've also been doing a couple of little things here and there. You've, you you released eighty four seventy two as a uh, as a single last fall. Uh, yeah, it's uh, eight four seven two. I'm, I'm always sorry. a stickler about that. Good. It's, uh, um, <laughs> it's a Star Trek reference for Star Trek Voyager, um, Scorpion, Part One and Two. Um, nice. Yeah, it, even on the our first album, if you if you're a big sci-fi nerd, you'll notice uh, there are two songs. Like Micah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, there's two songs on that are inspired uh, by sci-fi. I'm a huge sci-fi nerd, so that's going to bleed through the music every once in a while. 
You're speaking my language. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a listen to eight four seven two. What uh, what should we be listening for as we hear this one? Uh, this song is the first song that features uh, one of our newer members. Fernando does the solo. Uh, kick that ass uh, on that one, and uh, um, that's pretty much it. I, actually, the whole point of the song it was released as a single, intended to be released as like a transition from old Angelus Wear to new Angelus Wear, because at, at that point in time we had a band, and I was like, I want to start to uh, a let people know that we're active and we're going to be planning to work on new stuff. And by the way, here's a new thing. And also, it kind of served a purpose. Uh, I bought like a whole new recording rig. I have all these new toys I don't know how to use. <laughs> you know, it's all state of the art. It's scary, but that song gave me an opportunity to kind of do the trial and error on that one, so that when it came time to record the album, I was prepared and I'm like, I I know how this this new stuff works. So, um, I don't know if Fernando had anything to say about his first solo experience on our songs. Uh, pretty much I just threw it on and messed around and see what sounded good and, yeah, pretty much put something together. Did you have a, an initial uh, idea of what you wanted to lay down, Fernando? I mean, it sounded like you kind of free-formed it a little bit, but uh, what was your process for thinking thinking up the solo? Uh, well, the way my solos, I, I want them to be uh, somewhat... Um, memorable i guess you know i just don't want to shred up and down all day mm-hmm. uh, so so that that was pretty much uh, my thought process on that nice well uh let's uh, let's take a listen this is 8472 by ageless warrior
That was Ageless Warrior with 8472, a standalone single they put out last fall as they get prepared uh, and we prepare for a, a new full-length CD, Unifier, coming up. Gentlemen, I want to find out a little bit more, too, about the, um, the overarching theme or flow of the music. Do you have sort of a common thread that ties the, the new record together? There is, actually. Um, with the first album, we were just trying to have fun. In fact, some of it was a little tongue-in-cheek. I don't know if you picked up on that, especially with like, <laughs> songs like Laser Unicorn and I Need a Drink, mm-hmm. you know, where it's, it's almost a parody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, you got your drinking metal, you got your power metal, and we're just taking it, to, you know, cranking it to the 11, just just for the giggles, you know? Yep. But for this album, we have a more focused approach. There is an overarching theme, and it's really, a, you know, in the title, Unifier, because um, uh, I love the metal scene around here. There's a lot of great people, but it also does seem it's segregated, and there's there's issues, you know, there's elitism and uh, and uh, bigotry and all, all kinds of things that kind of infest the scene and prevent it from being, uh, reaching its full potential. So a lot of this album kind of deals with those kind of things about, you know, coming together and being stronger, you know, and that's kind of the overarching theme with this record. Uh, it's something really important to me, and I, th- I think it's an important th- uh, topic to bring up for discussion. Mm-hmm. Are you doing the recording yourself, Micah, or do you, you guys, have you guys been working with a studio or a producer? Uh, we're doing it all uh, in-house ourselves. Wow. And so do you come together in the same studio space, or do each of you have a studio space that you record in and bring it all together later? Um, it depends uh, on the have a little situation. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have uh, pretty much a recording rig in, uh, in my apartment here. So, uh, yeah, pretty much I record here, send that off to Micah, and he puts his magic on it, and, yeah, it gets the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same, same setup here. I uh, do everything in my own little uh, you know, poor man's home studio, and then I send everything over to, to Micah for, to, to, so he can make it sound pretty and polished. Mm-hmm. That's the amazing thing about uh, the modern age of recording is that you, you can do that, uh, you know, and it's it's very helpful. Streamlines streamlines the process, you know. It's really mm-hmm. quick and efficient. Yeah, we don't we don't have to like go in house into a studio and spend sixty hundred dollars an hour to record. That's that's all. It's all we we have all the time we we need. As long as we know what the hell we're doing, because otherwise it just sounds like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got to start with some foundation, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm curious, you know, we talked a little bit about your live show uh, as earlier, and I'm curious to know, as you approach the way you play a song live, are you really focused on making it sound identical to the record, or are you really going to kind of let it freeform a little bit? Uh, there's a little bit of both. Um, because, uh, you know, since I'm writing a lot of it, uh, and uh, obviously that's over time, that's going to be more and more parsed out and more opportunities for other people to get their voice on there. But, um, so like I can be a little lenient on say like a, you know, drum solo or maybe a guitar solo, you know, like learning a guitar solo, for example, to be exactly like on the recording. That's a real challenge Mm -hmm. because you have to pretty much become that guitarist because that's not. Maybe they don't play in a, in a way that you're used to, mm-hmm. you know. Although Fernando does a fantastic job with that, uh, he'll he'll be like, "Oh, I'll learn the solo for the song," and he'll come and like the the next band practice, and he'll nail it, like like just on the album. It's uh, so we want it to be close enough to the album so that 
people listening to don't don't feel off put like this is a little too different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it should be close enough to where it doesn't feel like uh, off. You know? Yeah. It's not a brand new song. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm sure with the I'm sure with the, the the second record and the more and you know hope, hopefully you know, uh, the more records to come you know it, it might be a little bit easier process because it'll be Fernando writing his solos and implementing them and I mean hopefully myself writing mm-hmm. some solos and putting them in there as well. Oh yeah, in fact, uh, with that, I mean, on this record. Uh, there's that song "Common Sense" where I thought it'd be fun because you were ta- you referenced before like uh, Judas Priest and stuff, and I lo- I love dueling guitar solos and mm-hmm. and uh, I I want I'd like the guys to get more involved in something like that, like something that is really fun to watch live. And for the song on this album, "Common Sense," I we have a section where uh, the solo section starts off with Zach, and then it switches off to uh, Fernando, and then. Uh, it's going to wrap up with a bass solo from Jeff, so all three guitarists get involved in that. And I think nice. that's going to be really fun when we finish that up and be able to share that with people. Yeah, I'm sure that, fun. yeah. And, uh, and Jeff, you don't, uh, and most bass players don't get a chance to showcase their talents through a solo very often. What, uh, what were you trying yeah, to achieve often. with that? Um, yeah, what were you thinking? Um, <laughs> Uh, I haven't uh, started writing for that quite yet. I've been kind of focused on uh, some of the other songs, like uh, Pale Rider, for example, I've been working on. Um, but, yeah, definitely when I do get around to it, I want to, you know, make something that's, you know, more memorable, um, you know, make something interesting. I'm not sure what I'm going to come up with quite yet, but, you know, something that sounds like, you know, really fun to play. Are there any common because I'm I'm gonna have to play it, <laughs> right? <laughs> are there are there gonna be any common <laughs> hooks with the with the other two solos that you guys are gonna bring together? Um, I I'm just gonna let them do their own thing. I want every segment of it to showcase that individual. Nice. That sounds really fun. Well, I you know we've been waiting a long time to uh, play this clip, um, but before we do. I want to ask a little bit about um, anything you guys are going to be doing to get music in front of people, you know, in, in this sort of COVID environment. Are you guys doing any streaming plans or anything like that that'll keep people excited? Well, um, it's kind of hard, like I said, especially with Jeff being out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything like that. But I, um, I plan on posting more album updates. Just uh, I like we're doing now. Like this is essentially going to be an album update, like, hey, look at this thing that we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, to keep people engaged. Uh, we recently released new album artwork, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the name of that artist? Uh, can't think of it off the top of my head. Pavel um, Korbanov or something like that. Mm. He, he He's really great. Um, he, he did a lot of he does a ton of artwork for Ginger, apparently, and I'm a big wow. fan of I'm a big fan of them. Uh, so he's very talented. Um, so we were just going to continue with album updates, uh, keep people engaged that way. Uh, you know, little little tastes, little teases. You know, like because we have a lot of really big surprises uh, with this album. Like uh, it's really distilled. Every song's a banger. Uh, so like every little piece of that, I think it'll really keep people engaged. <laughs> Where uh, where do we t- send people to find 
uh, your information and all these updates that you're going to be putting out there? Well, Facebook's always a good source, but uh, we just started up our Instagram, and that's uh, also a good uh, way to present these because it's usually going to be in like a video format anyway. Mm-hmm. Just post them on there. Uh, those are two really great places to check out updates. Great. Well, I, I want to thank you, first of all, for coming on the show, but I also want to thank you all for um, sharing this, uh, this clip of Dishonored with us, and, and maybe as we uh, head into that, uh, you can talk us through uh, the clip and, and what you're excited about. Yeah, there's a couple of points here to be made. Um, the single that we want to release first uh, is called The Pale Rider, but I wanted to present that as a finished piece. I want people to hear it for the first time as a complete song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to just get a little clip of something else. Uh, this song's called Dishonored. It's one that I've been working on a lot recently. Um, and uh, it doesn't have any bass on it. That's the only thing. But I mixed it to the best of my ability without bass. I think it sounds all right. Um, obviously, because Jeff is sequestered out in uh, Seattle. But... Uh, It'll definitely, it's like half the song, so it'll definitely give you an idea of the song, and I think there's enough there to get you excited when you hear it. You're like, oh, the quality of this is fantastic, you know? Well, uh, I I can't think of any other better introduction. Uh, You've been listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles, and we've been here with Ageless Warrior, Micah, Jeff, Zach, and Fernando. Thanks, guys, for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Of course. Thanks for having us. You bet. And this is Dishonored off the new upcoming album, Unifier.